Welcome to the Buff Show, 94.9 FM, The Answer, AM 950, The Answer Orlando, Matt Buff, your host in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Great to have you on this Monday, 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 where all liberal things must go. And we are going to be joined right now by a very special guest because there's so much to cover when it comes to the Rittenhouse trial, the the Britney Spears case, everything. We're going to bring our correspondent here, Karen Turk. Great to have you back on the show. Karen Turk, a correspondent for Real America's Voice News, and she's a TV and radio hashtag truth bomber. Great to have you back on the show. Great to be here. Just want to insert some logic and let America know what's really happening and not those fake news headlines. So that's what I aim to do, and hopefully I'll do a decent job here with you today. I always love coming on your show. Oh, we love having you, and you always do a phenomenal job. No pressure, no pressure at all. <laughs> no, but it's great. There's so much to cover. Closing arguments and everything is wrapped up the trial in, uh, for Kyle Rittenhouse there in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Let's start there real quick because there's some other stories I want to get to. But as the jury looks at this and as we looked at this case, Karen, I tell you what, I think personally for a 17-year-old kid at the time to show that much restraint with a AR-15, who was there to really just help people. The fact that he was getting threatened, people were throwing chemical bombs at him. It was the most violent, vile crowd you could be around, and he was trying to help. The fact that he showed as much restraint as he did is pretty remarkable. But the self-defense piece, it's no question to me. It not only is it remarkable, it's eye-opening to watch this case unfold. And I hope that there are a lot of people that maybe don't agree politically or on the other side of the aisle that might look at this case and say, you know, something's really wrong with the justice system. Something's really wrong when we're prosecuting someone for exercising their constitutional rights, whether you're pro-gun or not. That is our constitution. Those are our rights. He has a right to defend himself. And the fact that we are now not only prosecuting this child, and I'm going to say that because I've watched this as a mom and as somebody who has you know, older children and remembering, you know, having an 18 year old, having a 17 year old. And sometimes there are some choices. Maybe he shouldn't have been there that day, but we're talking about a kid that for the most part was an upstanding member of society. He was somebody who was a, a volunteer, you know, police officer. He was in the, you know, the reserves for whatever program they had, you know, wanted to be a police officer. I'm sure that in his mind in making this decision, he felt that he was there to defend others, to stand up for his country, to do the right thing. And somebody needed to be defended to, to defend these people. There weren't enough police. There was a, a massive crowd of violent people. And he did put himself in the thick of that situation. And when he was pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, and when he was hit with violence, he defended himself. And again, we're talking about a 17-year-old kid. It's pretty unreal to think that the way that the American justice system works, that he could spend the rest of his life in prison. Yeah, we don't know who this jury is. I mean, they could be 12 members of Antifa. We saw on Jarek Chauvin people wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts that were on the jury. I mean, is this truly a jury of his peers or is this middle-aged men or women, you know, talking about the fate of a 17-year-old? You made another excellent point, too, when you talked about the Second Amendment. This trial is about the Second Amendment because typically without Joe Biden with his insane tweet about white supremacy and all these people putting the mob on the case because this had nothing to do with Jacob Blake. And, you know, after he pointed a, a knife at a woman and she called the cops and then he threatened it with the police and he got shot. The riot happened after all that. This this they're trying to say he's a white person. He was there to protest Jacob Blake when we know now for a fact, based on the trier with the photos of business owners, that he was there to help and protect and take care of people. And the Second Amendment's on trial here. The right to defend yourself is on trial here, Karen. This case is bigger than Kyle Rittenhouse. You got to free this guy. You got to let him walk. But they're telling us that if by precedent that we won't have the right to defend ourselves anymore. And we may not have the right to bear arms. And isn't it interesting that that's what the left has been pushing? That's what the mainstream media has been pushing. And Kyle Rittenhouse is really the product of the mainstream media. Let's think about this. Had it been any other person, there could have very well been another person who defended themselves. Look at that couple in Missouri during the Black Lives Matter protests that put the guns on their own property and stood outside with their guns protecting their property and how they were slaughtered in the mainstream media. 
the mainstream media has been looking for someone to fit this role. It's like a casting. It's like a casting. They're looking for that actor. Who's that actor that they're going to put up in the press? Who is that person that they're going to string up that fits the narrative that they want to write about? And that's what it becomes about. And that's why we have to really be aware that we have a seriously biased mainstream media that is being funded by a globalist agenda. And a globalist agenda contradicts where we are as Americans and always has. And they are seeking to take our constitutional rights away and push us into the slippery slope of socialism. And every time they get a story like this and they can put America on trial, because that's what this is about, they're gonna try to do it and assert themselves. And we have to be the ones that say, no, we've had enough and we want to protect our constitution. We have to protect our constitution. That's why this thing should have been thrown out. Never should have went to trial because you're right. It's a casting call and they found a lead actor in Kyle Rittenhouse that they can say, this is what we're talking about. You know, there was another part of the case not many people are talking about. One of your colleagues at Real America Voice was called to the stand, um, Drew Hernandez. I don't know if you know him personally, but he did a phenomenal <laughs> job. They tried to go after like conservative media in the trial too by saying it's bias. They took video cameras from everybody. You know, everybody that had footage was welcome in there. But when Real America's voice brings a camera, that camera is right leaning. That camera doesn't qualify because of their bias. Only one narrative, only one opinion should be allowed. Even in the courtroom, a lot of people aren't talking about the fact that they went after conservative media, not just Hernandez as a witness. Drew Hernandez is an amazing person, and I am so delighted that you brought him up because I love working with him, and he is a, a an extremely good reporter. He's fair. He's balanced. He's smart. Is he opinionated? Yeah. You know what? Everybody has opinions, and if the left side media and journalists want to tell you that they don't have personal opinions, they're full of it. We all have personal opinions. Whether or not we choose to bring them into work is dependent on who we are. I do consider myself a opinionated journalist. I make no bones about it. I am on the right side. And yes, that opinion comes across when I speak. I can't help it. That shouldn't be something that isn't justified in America, because again, we're going to go back to constitutional rights. We're going to talk about freedom of the press, and we're going to talk about free speech. And again, those are two very valuable things that we should have as Americans, and we should be able to express our opinion. And the mainstream media on the left side should be able to express their opinion too. The problem what we have right now is there is a monopoly and it's a monopoly of corruption that is putting forward a narrative that is evil, that is against the American agenda, that's against America first, if you want to call it that. We should put ourselves first because our constitutional rights are the foundation that built our country. If we let those rot, we're done. America is gone. I want to dig into that a little bit because you're exactly right. We are done when it comes to the free speech, the Second Amendment, and, and those other issues. But when you come on the show, like, and and I heard Drew Hernandez say the same, say say the same of the uh, some of the same things. When you come on the Buff Show, Karen, we talk about an issue and we look at what the issue has in it. What are the meat and potatoes of said issue, and then we make a judgment call. If you come on the Buff Show and you say Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist, or you come on the show and say he should be thrown under the jail and throw away the key, I'm going to ask what, based on what evidence, you as a as a correspondent, you might be right leaning like me, but every time you and I talk, we talk about the specifics of the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to have dialogue. That's what this is supposed to be about. When you have somebody come on and you have a panel on television, I want people to bring up the facts. I want people to have opposing viewpoints. That's what makes watching television interesting. But what they've done now is organizations like CNN and others have their talking heads that only spew what is allowed in their echo chamber. And there is no more of that real American dialogue, that real value. We get it on Real America's Voice, which I'm so proud to work for. And we have people on there all the time with differing opinions because we want to know why they feel the way that they do. At the end of the day, we're all Americans. And if we can focus on what unites us rather than what divides us, we're going to be a lot better off. But we're doing a really bad job of that. And one of the reasons we're doing a really bad job of that is the media has very deep pockets 
and is being funded by this globalist agenda. And I've been called a conspiracy theorist for this, but this is not a secret. Look at open secrets. There are places to go to get the information that you need to make an educated decision. And if you look at the facts, we have an American media and monopoly, which is controlled by a radical propaganda leftist agenda. And we have to really take it for what it is and see it for what it is. It's so biased. It's not even they're not even trying to hide it anymore. Even in this case, they asked a journalist who was taking video and taking pictures when they brought him in to meet with the DA, they intimidated him and asked him to change his story because it got it has to fit our narrative. He testified that's in front of the jury under oath. Did we intimidate you? He said, yes, you did. You and that gentleman right there did. And I just, that was another phenomenal moment that nobody's talking about. They try to coerce, co coerce you in because there's a lot of pressure on this DA to get a convention. Their conviction, there is. They need a boogeyman and they think they found one. And they want to win. Let's let's call that what that is. Let's even break it down. Let's take the right and the left out of it for a minute. Let's think about yeah. that DA. Let's think about the structure of our legal system for just a minute. You've got a DA who wants to make their career. They want to get as many wins as possible. Guess what? They probably don't want to be a DA forever. Where do they want to go? They want to go into private practice. They want to be a, a top-notch litigator. So how do you become a top-notch litigator? You fight to the death to win your cases. And that's what we're dealing here with this DA, is we're dealing with somebody that that's what his agenda is. So now that we know that that's what the agenda is, it's very easy to understand why this system sometimes works the way it does. Unfortunately, on top of that, we have a level of corruption, which has not only permeated our federal courts, but down to our county court level. And I know we're gonna talk a little bit about Free Britney, which we we'll certainly get into and make a lot of comparisons here, but somebody who's been in the system, as who's somebody who's experienced the DOJ, who's experienced the prosecution, I can tell you that I was definitely coerced throughout this entire thing to give information, to be a witness, to, to do things, to, to help them out. And you know what? I'm not that girl. I grew up in New Jersey. I grew up, you know, in, a, in the tri-state area. You don't rat on people. You know, that's the, the first rule of thumb. You're not a rat. And they don't care if you even have valid information. They don't care. You can tell them something that's completely not factual. And if it helps their case, they're going to take it. And that's ultimately what they try to do when they entrap people like me in misdemeanor charges is to get you in there. And then they're like, oh, you know, hey, we know you're friends with so-and-so. We know you know this. We know you know that. You know, how about you help us out? I can't tell you how many times I got called my own worst enemy. Don't you want to go home and spend time with your son? Don't you care about your kids and how this is going to focus on them? You know, we can make this really easy on you, young lady. I mean, it's just, it's unreal that you can sit inside that situation and see how this works. And you say to yourself, this isn't America. This is not what, you know, what Ulysses S. Grant, when he started the DOJ, when he, and he was an amazing person. There's a lot of history there that we could expand upon. When he started the DOJ, when he envisioned an American justice system that we have today, this is not what he envisioned. No, he didn't envision somebody like Adam Schiff. That's for sure. And this DA that's trying to get his, we know for a fact he's trying to Im improve his political future in Wisconsin. But he's hated. He's hated there. All right, we got to leave it right there. We're going to take a break right, right quickly on the Buff Show. Karen Turk is going to join us more because after a 13-year conservatorship, Britney Spears is free. We're going to break that down on the Buff Show. You guys stay with us. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hour every day of the week and all day Sunday. Dollar off drafts and house wines, $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events. Tonight it's trivia night. Tuesday's half pound burgers, just five bucks. Liam Fitzpatrick's does catering and has a private room for your meetings and parties. Mention the Buff Show, get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary, liamfitzpatrick's.com. Get ready to take down a phone number and website address. Everybody's talking about solar, specifically about solar electricity. And there are a lot of bold claims being made about it. Maybe someone told you that a one-size-fits-all solar system will work for you. You can go off the grid. You can create a power plant on your roof and retire from selling the extra energy back to your power company. Or maybe you saw the TikTok claiming the government's giving away free solar. The list goes on. All Solar is committed to working with homeowners directly to offer them a dose of reality. 
All Solar Energy has been providing Floridians with solar pool heat, solar electric, and other energy reduction products since 1999. In addition to homeowners, All Solar is the number one choice for roofing companies, property management firms, national sales teams, and even other solar companies. To learn what's really possible and if solar will even work for you, call them or go to their website and request a free energy evaluation. Spend some time with an expert and get all your questions answered about your specific energy saving needs. Learn about how you can reduce your electric bill before you consider solar. Make a fully informed decision so you don't have regrets down the road. What do you have to lose? Here's their number, 866-412-4218 and the website, www.allsolarenergy.com. Welcome back to the Buff Show, 94.9 FM, AM 950. I'm so Matt Buffy host with you on this Monday, Monday, Monday with a lot of breaking news. And we get emails all the time. Hey, can you talk about this? Can you talk about this? We have an hour show, guys. We try to get everything we can, but keep sending those requests because we love tackling all issues. Let's get back with Karen Turk here. You've seen her on Newsmax as a contributor, Real America's voice correspondent, and TV and radio hashtag truth bomber, and she rocks it on the Buff Show, too. Great to have you back with us, Karen. It's so great to be here. Real America's Voice is always bringing American opinions. We're the voice of the people, and I'm so glad to be uh, you know, affiliated with them and to be working with them and really, truly one of the best news outlets out there. So thank you for, for bringing that up. Oh, absolutely. And if you can talk to Drew about coming on the show, that would be great. A little inside baseball here, because I thought he did a fantastic job. Love to talk to him. Absolutely. I will definitely connect <laughs> you with him. I think it would be very interesting to get him on and get his perspective. I haven't talked to him in detail about it, but he really did a great job on the stand. That's right. I think he'll be more free to say stuff after kind of the verdict is in. I think he'd be a great court. Maybe you both can come on and we'll break down what happens after that case. But what also happened after a case you've been on the Buff Show talking about from the beginning with this conservatorship with Britney Spears. After 13 years, uh, her mom puts out a tweet, said, blessed are those who seek freedom in the Lord. And I thought that was awesome. And then the next day, the conservatorship is lifted. 13 years, Karen. I didn't realize it was that long. 13 years. And, you know, it's interesting that Jamie Lynn Spears uh, put out this tweet. Because, uh, not Jamie Lynn Spears, her mom. Um, uh, it's interesting that she put out this tweet because, you know, at the end of the day, the conservatorship was actually paying for her house and was covering her mortgage and her utilities every month. So it'll be interesting what happens in this family because there's a lot of moving parts to her case. And we have to remember, although she's free right now, and she again has her constitutional rights restored, and God bless her, because I really think she is going to be the catalyst to major change in this country. One of the things that she's brought up, you know, I always talk about it being a constitutional rights issue. She's brought up that it's a human rights issue. And I think that that resonates with a bipartisan audience that is going to listen to that and is going to realize this could be my loved one, this could be my parent just as it was my parent that ended up in a guardianship. And we're starting to see all of these families that were afraid to speak out, that were afraid to buck the system, that are afraid of the immense legal torture that these litigators will put you under until they financially break you. And once you're in a guardianship, what happens to a lot of these families is they are financially broken. And this is happening you know, where you are in Florida and Orlando, where I am down in Palm Beach, and all over our country in 38 states where we have elected judges, we have widespread probate court corruption, which basically means that you have predatory attorneys that are doing this for sport and profit, that mostly are putting elderly people or disabled people into guardianships and are making huge amounts of money. And they're the ones who control what guardians appointed. They really call the shots with these judges. And I can tell you from firsthand personal experience, it's exactly what I witnessed in my mother's case and what I'm advocating for. And I think the Free Britney case will be a part of that major change. But this case is far from over because now we have all of the people, all of these illegal predators, guess who wants to get paid at the end of the day? The lawyers want to get paid. So she's still looking at a, a uphill legal battle to worry about those fees and those bills. Now, the good news is, is it's Britney Spears. The good news is, is that she wants to be an advocate for this cause. And she has a big voice and a big mouth. And I think that we're going to see her take these people on. And although they'll probably end up with some fees at the end of the day, because it's probably going to make more sense to settle it than continue the fight, she will become a major advocate for change. And God bless her for doing that, because we've needed this for a long time. When this happened to my mom, 
you know, back several years ago, there was no public narrative. I would tell people my story and the immediate reaction would be, well, something, you must have done something wrong. Something must be wrong. There must be something you did. Instead of understanding that we're dealing with a broken system, I'll give you a perfect example here. And the lawyer that, you know, came uh, uh, after my mother and put my mother in a garden should be hates when I talk about this, but guess what? He can't stop me because it's free speech and it's in the public domain. One of there's two issues that we have these lawyers, and we probably have a half a dozen of them in Orlando, a half a dozen in Palm Beach County, and a half a dozen everywhere else. They are just the top notch litigators in this guardianship space. They know all the judges, they have all the friends, they call all the shots. In this particular attorney's case, his uncle was the state attorney in Palm Beach County for over 30 years. So you think he's got friends in high places? You think he knows people? Unfortunately, that's the way that the system seems to work. He ended up being the subject, his law firm, along with his partner, ended up being a subject of a $16.4 million judgment. Please Google it, $16.4 million guardianship judgment in Palm Beach County. And the headline was, lawyer gets jury judgment for $16.4 million after doing a family wrong in guardianship. It was a case that was very, very eerily similar to my mother's. And guess what? Even after a $16.4 million judgment, he's continued to practice and is still practicing today. Also, another little known fact is I put in public records requests because I really want to know who these lawyers are in every county, including yours and mine. And we're putting in public records requests and we're pulling those apart and we're looking at them. And I came across a very interesting letter that was written from our clerk of court in Palm Beach County to the Florida Bar. And the Florida Bar is what regulates lawyers and they're not doing a very good job. It pointed out the fact that this particular lawyer had actually acted as a professional guardian in 12 cases without being a registered professional guardian. For every reason you think that that would be something that they would go after him for, but guess what? I guess the Florida Bar thinks it's okay. So we have a system where these people are being protected by their peers and we're not addressing the root cause of the issue. We have the guardianship task force that I'm gonna jump on a call when I jump off your show and I'm gonna address them again today. They came up with recommendations and some of those recommendations at face value, if you didn't know the system sound very good, let's put in court monitors to watch the courts and see what's going on and call out the corruption. Who's going to appoint those court monitors? Who's going to control that? Guess what? The lawyers, the judges, their friends. The lawyers, the judges, their friends are the ones sitting on the guardianship task force. So until we address the problem of legal predatory lawyers in this country, we are never going to fix this issue. And I hope that Brittany and her team are on top of this. I'm sure that they are because they seem like very smart people. They're going to start to attack those lawyers next. And what we're going to see is we're going to see this entire system unravel. And I'm so looking forward to it. Well, Britney Spears definitely should and needs to do that because she has a big voice, like you said. I know she's suing her father um, for said rights to the finances, and hopefully she can. It'd be kind of cool to see her back on tour or, you know, doing what she loves to do and making her own money for her own pocket. The problem here is Britney Spears is a big name. She had people... Kids were out there in the streets and they love her, Brittany. They don't know a thing about conservatorships. They don't, but they just want to free Brittany. And, but we put out a hashtag with you, Karen, that was hashtag it's not just Brittany. She did 13 years. Imagine the people that don't have the fame and clout like Britney Spears does. This is why it's imperative. And we appreciate what you're doing, the work in this field. But she has to get out there and become an advocate for these people and start getting some of these cases overturned on precedent. She will. And I think she'll also sue the pants off of all of these people if she's smart. I think it'll be amazing to watch. I look forward to it. It's going to be beautiful. She but you know what's her father? Yeah. Yeah, what she's also inspired, though, is she's inspired other people to come forward. You know, do you remember the artist Peter Max? He was huge in the 80s, big pop artist, almost like an Andy Warhol. He's actually been held in a guardianship for several years. Uh, very typical story. Brother and sister can't get along, can't make good decisions together. So lawyers come in and they say, you guys can't agree, so we're going to appoint a guardian. Everything falls apart at that point. Dad is isolated. You know, money's going to the wrong people, family's fighting, it's a mess. Thankfully, I think the Free Britney case in large part has spurred Libra, Max, to come forward and really tell her dad's story. And I've known her for uh, probably about two years now, and I'm so proud of her, and I'm so proud 
of all of these people that are willing to come forward and share like, hey, this is happening to my parent. This is happening to my loved one. Because too often, and I can tell you from my personal experience, being a daughter, and especially an only child, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. You want to be the best kid you can. You want to make sure you're taking care of your parents. Your parents are elderly. And this does happen mostly to elderly people because you know they're going to die in guardianship. And the lawyers know that. And it's just a, a rotating door. But you know, with my mom, you know, you want to do the right thing. And they're able to guilt you to the point where you don't want to talk about it because you know you're going to be judged. And you know you're going to have people that aren't going to understand. And they're going to think you're a bad kid. And it's a really, really tough place to be when you love someone and when you're trying to take care of an elderly parent. And I think that Brittany's voice is really, really, really going to help the situation. And then again, the volume is going to be raised because we have people like Lieber, Max, and others that are coming forward. My friend Angelique Fawcett, who's been fighting for Lieutenant O'Hora from Star Trek, who is a yes, good we talked about and that. Yeah. yeah, she's been fighting very, very hard and is on the free Brittany train as, as most of us are. And you know, all of these people coming together are going to change the American perception and hopefully change the American perception of the legal community. Because again, that's the belly of the beast. The fish sinks from the head to the tail. But unless we take out the predatory legal community, we're just going to continue to perpetuate this issue. Well, for your guardianship committee that you have, hopefully, hopefully you can get Britney Spears to be a spokesperson for that because she needs to jump on, talk with these people and have the conversations and use that great influence and her freedom that she has now back to help other people. Sounds like it's already working, which is a great thing. Karen Turk, I really appreciate you coming back on the Buff Show. We cover so much in so little time, solving the world's problems. I love it. Thank you so much for having me on. And anytime you just send us a phone call away. Sounds good. Karen Turk, everybody. Check her out on Real America's Voice. Also, Newsmax contributor. She's everywhere online. Great insight, great information. And we will be back right here on The Buff Show. You guys stay with us. Since 2012, Cellular Tronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair and electronics repair. We fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. We also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up, back covers are only $120. We have two locations to serve you in Sanford and DeBerry. Visit Cellulartronics.com or call 407 407- 707-302-3396. That's cellulartronics.com or 407-302-3396. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionplusprussurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Welcome back to The Buff Show, 94.9 FM, AM 950, The Anso Orlando on WRL. Matt Buff, your host in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Great to be with you on this Monday, Monday, Monday. Rolling along, we're going to check some other news here. But check into thebuffshow.com as well for all the latest podcasts, show information, and your Let's Go Brandon gear. We got hoodies and sweatshirts just in time for the cold season. As you head into the most expensive Thanksgiving Probably in recorded history. Make sure you're dressed warm. That'll help save on eating turkey, I guess. I don't know what happens if you dress too warm. Maybe you get full faster. I don't know. There's all kinds of ways to conserve that food. Maybe have some good leftovers. And try not to hurt each other when buying turkeys. And make sure you check out specials, coupons, and stuff like that, too. And then... You'll have a good Thanksgiving. Of course, the Fox News reported that there's a ton of families out there, a majority of families saying that they don't want their unvaccinated family members to come to Thanksgiving dinner this year. All right. So if you're fully vaccinated, right, and 
you don't want your unvaccinated family members coming to Thanksgiving. Well, that means you don't trust the said vaccine that you have. You don't think your vaccine will protect you from somebody unvaccinated. So why won't you have them? How much do you love your family members? How much do you hate your family members? Sometimes it might be just used as as an excuse. It's just an excuse. (laughs) We don't want our unvaccinated family members. And by the way, that is Fred. That is uh, Uncle Fred. He's unvaccinated, so we can use that as an excuse to not have him this year. What do you think of that, kids? Yay! Fred's not coming here. Fred's not coming here. Uh, Fred, uh... Yeah, this is Matt. You're you're not going to be welcome over to the house because um, you're unvaccinated. Not that he's creepy and says weird jokes and always makes un- everybody uncomfortable. No, 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 Fred. It's because you're unvaccinated. That's why you can't come over for Thanksgiving this year. Ah, Fred. Uncle Fred is not welcome because he's unvaccinated. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> That's how they're going to play it this year. It's a way to not hang out with family members you don't like. And Fred calls up, oh, by the way, I got the vaccine. Oh, man, what do we do now? Here's the thing, you know, with the vaccine process. Let's say they are saying now we don't want you to come over. There's not time to be fully vaccinated between now and next week. (laughs) You have to have that waiting period before you second Pfizer shot. Make sure that you do a black light because it might glow in the dark, but you might not even be able to get fully vaccinated. And we know that there's 2 million COVID tests that came back false positives, 2 million of them. So the at-home testing isn't necessarily working. And how about, you know what, if you're feeling sick, maybe don't come to Thanksgiving. If you have the flu or something, maybe you should take this year off. But if you're perfectly healthy and you're not annoying like Fred, maybe you can come on over for Thanksgiving. That would be a cool thing, right? Fred can not come over because he's annoying. Just say, Fred, you know, we're going to take a break this year. But if you're telling people that are completely healthy and fine because of the 99 cent Republican or uh, Republicans, <laughs> 99 cent recovery is going to not playing an effect in your lives, then you know what? Do what you want. It's your house. It's your Thanksgiving, right? That's what I say. Just like businesses. You want to mandate the heck out of vaccines, go ahead. But I just don't want the government saying a business has to do that. Employees have to pay for testing and get vaccinated. We're not saying that that should be legal. That is not legal. It can't be. And that's why the Federal Court of Appeals has said no to Joe Biden. And they're working their butts off to try to make that legal. But what they're doing in the meantime, right, what they're doing in the meantime is seeing companies that are mandating the vaccine. We're going to be talking to Mike Howe, who worked in the Department of Homeland Security, worked closely with the Border Patrol, shocking numbers about their vaccination requirements and how almost half of them are not showing vaccinated status. That's the last place we need to lose people is the border patrol. And we're going to get into that with him. He's from the heritage foundation high up in the Homeland security. So he worked directly with this. It's going to be great information. That's the next segment on the buff show. Jen Psaki Sunday night tweeted this weird support thing of uh, vice president Kamala Harris, (laughs) Kamala Harris, They sent Jen Psaki out with a tweet. The white house did to try to slow the chatter about the dysfunction between the Joe Biden camp and the Kamala Harris camp. And she said, for anyone who needs, hold on, let me get it pulled up for you. For anyone who needs to hear it, VP at VP is not only a vital partner to POTUS, but also a bold leader who has taken on key important challenges facing the country from voting rights to addressing root causes of migration to expanding broadband. Yeah, Kamala's done all this. Does such a great job with the border. Excellent. Voting rights. Yeah, they want to take over the, the, they want to have the government take over the vote for each state, which is unconstitutional. And exploding, expanding broadband, she didn't have anything to do with that vote. From, uh, so what's going on behind the scenes if they had to put this out on a 9 p.m. on a Sunday night? 
Um, Byron York simply called it pushback and said Seth Mantle threads and we're very confident in our team, which is why we're playing designated survivor, but by drawing stars, uh, straws by drawing stars. Where this came from is CNN, right? Their, their homepage was covered in Kamala versus Biden stories. Um, this, the main story said worn out by what they see as entrenched dysfunction and lack of focus, key West Wing aides have largely thrown up their hands at Vice President Kamala uh, Harris and her staff, deciding there simply isn't time to deal with them right now, especially at a moment where President Joe Biden faces quick and quickly multiplying legislative and political concerns. Crisis, crises that are concerns. All right. Their exacerbation runs both ways. Interviews with nearly three dozen former and current Harris aides, administration officials, Democrat operatives, donors, and outside advisors who spoke extensively to CNN reveal a complex reality inside the White House. Many in the VP circle fume that she's not being adequately prepared or positioned and instead is being sidelined. You can also there make a claim that she's being blamed for everything. Oh, that, there's a crisis? Well, that was VP Harris's job. And she does a poor job of it, but maybe have somebody more competent take that role. That would be a really good thing. And she's herself... VP Harris herself has told several confidants she feels constrained in what she's able to do politically. That's why they sent her to France and never do weird accents. All those around her, and they even at a fixed press conference too, that was weird. But all those around her remain wary of even hinting at future political ambitions with Biden's team highly attuned to signs of disloyalty, particularly from the vice president. I can't trust her. You know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris didn't even like each other when it came to the debates. You remember the debates where she called him a racist? You supported busing. You're a racist. And Joe Biden's like, uh, the TV, the radio, the record player. You're a racist, Joe Biden. I. And then they said, you know what? It would be politically expedient if we hired uh, Kamala Harris as VP. I bet Biden pushed against that, though. Like, She doesn't even like me. I don't even like her. I mean, they were vicious to each other. And then Harris got destroyed by Tulsa Gabbard, Gabbard. And Harris was so unpopular, she didn't even make it to the Iowa primary. I mean, the staff fell apart. Everything fell apart there during the campaign. And they resurrected her career. She was done, right? She was done. She would have had her seat in California because they're crazy in her district. But she would have been done politically when it comes to future office, but they gave her a lifeline. And now we have that same dysfunction happening now that they had happened in Iowa leading up to the Democratic primaries. They had the same dysfunction now that you're seeing here. And Ron Klain, who runs the country, Joe Biden is the shell, but Ron, Ron Klain uh, and, and his team, they're the Biden team, and they're against the Harris team, and the dis, this, this dysfunction is absolutely real. And they're giving all this information to CNN, and they're plastering it everywhere on CNN. When you choose your VP for race based on race and gender concerns and not experience, you get disasters like this from Dan McLaughlin. Which president turned hardest on his VP? Jefferson tried to have Aaron Burr convicted and executed for treason. Van Buren, Martin Van Buren, ran without a running mate in 1840 rather than renominate Richard Johnson. So it's a pretty high bar to set that this dysfunction is going to reach that level. I doubt uh, Biden is going to want Harris hung for treason. I think they're both pretty treasonous there, but I don't see that happen. So that's why that tweet came out last night for uh, um, Jen Psaki, her account at 9 p.m. on a Sunday, it comes out in support of, uh, of Harris. And not just say, hey, we support her, but she tried to outline some things they support her for. 
that's the role of a press secretary to spin, 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 spin. And we know circle back 12 beers. Jen Saki loves to spin and she's really good at it. And especially when she's not getting any tough questions from the media, this probably won't come up in press briefings, anything like that. The Kamala Harris dysfunction and the Joe Biden dysfunction is real. And the whole country's in dysfunction because of their silly, ridiculous and very harmful policies. Stay with us on The Buff Show. We'll be right back. Veritas Tactical. Tactical. A family and law enforcement owned company where you can get custom built ARs with purpose built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Six Hour, Smith & Wesson and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your Liberty Safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses and force on force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full time gunsmith on site, Sarah coding services, laser engraving and more mention the buff show and get a 25 dollar discount on courses you'll find veritas tactical at 207 north goldenrod road suite 200 in orlando contact veritas tactical 407-309-3000 and at veritas tactical.com veritas tactical Welcome back to the Buff Show. Making that final turn into the last segment. We're going around the bend, the crowd chanting, let's go, Brandon, let's go, Brandon, into the final segment on the Buff Show. Great to be with you for this show today. 94.9 FM, AM 950 in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. I'm your host, Matt Buff. We know about the problems on the southern border on the level, just on the media level that they're talking about. <clears throat> just how... We're seeing record numbers of illegals coming in. The drops in the middle of the night to red states, which is unbelievable. DeSantis said, you know what? We're going to send these guys to Delaware. I hope they follow through on that. Let's make Delaware the safe haven for these guys because we're getting people killed here in Florida by putting these illegal aliens here. And now we have a bigger problem with our already overextended Border Patrol agents. Nobody better to talk about this than Mike Howe, Senior Advisor for Government Relations at the Heritage Foundation. Did a lot of good work at Department of Homeland Security working with agents in the Border Patrol. Mike, great to have you on the Buff Show. All right, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Well, we talk a lot about what's going on with the record number of illegal entries. And one thing, Mike, I have to ask you about before we get into the COVID regulations, there is a quite a number that we probably don't even know about. That is the scary thing because the tracking capabilities within the holes of the border sometimes just can't be tracked. No, you're absolutely right. So they try to track this in you know, one way with an estimation of what we call the gotaway population. Uh, those are the people that they see basically running away that systems pick up that we know getaway. That's what they're called, gotaways. That number is probably around half a million people at, at this wow. point. And that's just the ones that we know we don't know about. There's also the known unknowns or the unknown unknowns. And that number can be, you know, much, much astronomically higher. And especially because all the border patrol agents are essentially taken off the line. Okay. The areas in between the ports of entry. And they're they're shifted to these facilities where they're basically acting as child care providers. They're ordering diapers and, and formula. When these are guys that should be out on horseback or on ATVs, uh, going in these hard hard areas in between, you know, the the ports of entry right now. The horseback was outlawed by the Biden administration. The defense that we have of, of our southern border, which is a federal responsibility, is being hampered dramatically. And here we have a situation where you said, was that correct, Mike, when you said half a million of the unknowns and then it goes beyond that with the unknown unknowns? Half yeah. a million. Yeah, that, the, the numbers are astronomical. That is unbelievable. I just wanted our audience to hear that again because you hear about the numbers that you see on like Fox News and everywhere about the re the numbers. Those are the ones that are being tracked. Those are processed numbers right there. So the situation is a lot more dire than we know about it. But the illegals coming in, Mike, I don't think they have vaccine requirements when they put them on buses. Is that correct? No, you're absolutely correct. I mean, it's been a lot of... Uh... You know, touch and go on this topic. Secretary Mayorkas came up to Capitol Hill and said everyone's being, you know, vaccinated or, or tested. It's never been a perfect system. It's never been anywhere near 100 percent. It's not a requirement for those coming in that they'll they'll stop you and, and, and vax you up and then get you on the bus. No, they are they are literally just over flooded with people right now and doing everything they can to uh, get other non-governmental organizations, these left liberal 
uh, open borders groups to basically hook them up with flights and plane tickets and help get them resettled across the country. And once they leave the government hands, there's no there's no finding them again. They're they're slipping into the shadows of this country. That's by design. Yeah, you tell you you can tell an American criminal, hey, court in two years um, and see what happens. Right. See how many people actually show up. In two years, you can move and do all kinds of things. This catch and release, this goes beyond what uh, uh, Obama did, the catch and release program there. This is just a release. There is no processing and getting information. It seems like there's just a release. And then in the cover of the night, let's drop them into red states. You're, You're absolutely right. There are areas right south of the border where a lot of these illegals are dumping all their identifying documents. And that is because they know it's easier to get in the country if, you know, they don't have a clear record of who these people are. And so you'll see pictures that are out there that a lot of great reporters have taken of just fields full of identification cards that the illegals are are dumping so they can more easily get processed into the interior of the United States. You know, they can use a fake name. They can use a fake age. We saw uh, somebody claim that they were an under 18 minor uh, that then they got transferred to Florida and they went ahead and stabbed the person that was taking care of them. They turned out to be 24 years old. There is uh, little protection for the United States or security in this. It's just like Afghanistan. They can't vet these people. You know, they're just flying them in, try to vet later, run them through some system to pretend that you actually vetted them. They got no idea who's coming in. Yeah, that's how they do everything. Let's shut down a pipeline because maybe in the future we'll have a, a different solution. Let's beg uh, OPEC because right now we're just trying to get to the Green New Deal. Let's bring in Afghans who uh, come to army bases and uh, harass women. Let's Let's do that and then deal with the problem later. I mean, messing everything up to deal with the problem later now is really costing our country. The border crisis is one of the biggest crises that we're facing right now, because like you said, in Florida, we've already had somebody killed. It's a direct impact on Americans. They're not all good people. They're not sitting their best and the brightest, like Trump used to say. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. And it's all part of an electoral strategy. I mean, you can see this by what the Democrats are most focused on right now on Capitol Hill. That's this massive build back broke uh, reconciliation bill. One of the key components of this is they want to reward the Democrats for all this open border behavior. How do they want to do that? They want to give amnesty to all the illegal aliens, which means, you know, they get to stay here and they get put on a path towards citizenship. The longer someone stay here, uh, the more the more benefits that they get, the, the deeper the ties will have children who will then get birthright citizenship due to the flaw in our interpretation of the Constitution. And all of a sudden you're looking at this huge burgeoning demographic population that's, as you noted, largely been sent to a lot of red states, and it's all about getting them into the voting booth as fast as possible, because they know that they're more likely to, to vote for Democrats. That's why this is part of a giant electoral strategy. It's undermining our sovereignty. It's a direct attack on our democracy and our elections, but it is largely, first and foremost, a voting issue for the Democrats. This is their their master plan. They can't win with the Americans that they have here, and so they want to go and try to find new ones. We're on with Mike Howe from the Heritage Foundation. And the reason we're talking to you about this and and that great insight that you have, people are like, where does Mike get this insight? Hmm. Well, if you join the Heritage Foundation in 2018 um, from the Department of Homeland Security, where in the office of the general counsel, you were the chief legal point of contact for the department's 3000 plus lawyer office for congressional oversight and investigations. That's where this information is coming from. If you were still there today, Mike, you, your desk paperwork would be through the roof right now because it seems like in the Trump administration, things were kind of getting under control as best they possibly could. Yeah, well, if I was still there, I'd probably be fired immediately for doing anything yeah. that actually was supporting our borders and you know our immigration laws and the enforcement of. But I'll tell you this, what I did at the department, and before that I worked on Congress on the other side of this for, for quite a bit, is we answered questions from Congress. Congress would say, I need information on you know how uh, this is affecting my district. I need numbers on how many people have been released or how many people are you know, at the border trying to come in, et cetera. And so I would manage the flow of information to Capitol Hill. What's happening now is DHS and the administration broadly is virtually telling Republicans to pound sand when they ask for information. That's why we have such a, a, a hazy view of, of these numbers. Uh, you get it sometimes in congressional testimony or when they slip up in interviews or when there's a good FOIA or an investigative journalist or someone on the ground. But none of the information is coming out because the administration is being forthright with telling the people what's going on. They couldn't tell you right now how many illegal aliens they've led into the country and where they are in the country. They aren't telling the states and localities before they dump them there. And they aren't even telling them after the fact. And they're doing that by design. I mean, there would be if people only knew that this was not just a border issue. 
This is going into cities and states all the way up to the northern border. It is a, it is every city and town in America is now a border city and town because the problem is being, uh, you know, basically disseminated across the country by design to these areas. And it is by design. It's no accident when you're talking about Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Florida, swing red states. <laughs> it's just unbelievable that they're just getting away with it. And then they're making jokes about it. And it's nice to see governors like uh, Ron DeSantis start to stand up for this, but they got to put a stop to that. You want to bust people, bust them to Delaware. You worked with Mark Morgan, who served as the chief operating officer of the CBP from 2019 to 2021. And so he's talking about something that you're talking about at the Heritage Foundation, too, when it comes to these vaccine mandates, which on the Buff Show, we find completely unlawful. You're talking about personal medical decisions here. But he gave some shocking numbers. I got to get your take on when it talks about the Border Patrol agents, half of them have reported that they haven't taken the vaccine. Can you imagine a situation where under Biden's mandate, we lose half of the Border Patrol agents? We would lose our southern border at that point. No, and it has to make you wonder if this is the design of all of this. I mean, it's basically the the consequence of imposing a vaccine mandate on the federal government workforce is basically an ideological purity test. We know that a lot of the people who oppose, you know, this government overreach tend to be more conservative in nature and less, you know, beholden to just taking marching orders from a, a liberal takeover of the government. So part of this, I believe, is absolutely by design to try to get people that they don't want, in, you know, in the executive branch out uh, of it. But yes, there was uh, what Mark Morgan shared were were statistics from the department of homeland security and border patrol estimating how many people have not yet uh you know affirmed their vaccination status and that was about half of border patrol now that's different than you know the amount of people who eventually will when push comes to shove and uh that number could be people who may have gotten vaccinated who just don't want to tell their employer that they got vaccinated but i think at the end of the day any way you cut this you're looking at a sizable cut of the workforce during the worst border crisis in American history. And that that is absolutely by design. They should be doing everything they possibly can right now to fight this crisis, not make it worse, firing a whole bunch of agents over a vaccine mandate, especially agents who, by the way, these illegal aliens are required to be vaccinated. Uh, That's what I was, it's just crazy. That's why I started the segment with that, because, you know, there's not they're not being uh, forced to get a vaccine when they get put on that bus. We know that for a fact. We've seen it. And you're talking about here a worst case scenario. You you could exceed the loss of eleven thousand five hundred and twenty three agents, leaving just over eight thousand border agents on patrol. That would be unacceptable. I have to say this when it comes to Border Patrol agents, we know they probably mostly all have herd immunity and uh, natural immunity because of the people they're dealing with. We're not talking about the cleanliness of society coming in, the people that they're dealing with on a daily basis. You know, maybe they just want to stay off the grid, Mike. Maybe they just, maybe they did get vaccinated, just want to stay off the grid. Maybe they don't want the government on their back. But in worst case scenario, it could be over 12,000 agents. That's It would be the single, obviously, you know, uh, destruction in the workforce and in the history of the department and it would far exceed anything before it. Uh, it would be absolutely awful for security and sovereignty on the border. They're already overwhelmed as it is. We need to be actually staffing up in major amounts, Border Patrol, as well as ICE. ICE has been completely shut down. So you have the problem of once these people get past Border Patrol and into the country, what are you going to do about them? Say they pass, you know, fail vetting then. Are we going to have an ICE to actually remove them? No way. They've shut down this ICE. They've made everyone a non-priority. And, and so we can't, we can't even do anything once the problem gets in the country. It is all part of this complete design of an open border system, which, you know, they have logistically basically pulled off. It's like something I've never seen with this administration. And everybody's feeling the pinch as we head in the most expensive Thanksgiving ever in America. Mike, how thank you for bringing so much of this attention to the Buff Show. The, the story is not what you guys are just seeing on Fox News. It goes beyond that. If we lose even a third of our Border Patrol agents due to an overreaching illegal mandate, it's unacceptable. We actually need more reinforcements down there, and we need somebody who takes it seriously. Mike Howe, it's so great to have you on the show. Senior advisor for government relations at the Heritage Foundation. Great to have you on the show. Uh, thanks for having me. We'll do it for this evening's edition of The Buff Show. We'll see you tomorrow night. God bless you, and you guys stay smart out there. I'm a gun-toking patriot. God being patriot. Pricing why they mad, because I'm really maybe faking it. Free speech advocate is on my mind. I'm saying it. I'm about to buy another gun, and ain't nobody taking it. Gun.
toting, Bible reading, God believing, truth speaking, American, this magazine.